Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Is Josh Allen the best player in the NFL right now? He's certainly in the conversation. It's hard to go right to make that argument. Who's the right combo? Now. He's in it. Mahomes, Mahomes is still in it. Lamar. Yeah, I'd probably put Lamar in it. Although I think Allen and Mahomes are a little bit ahead of Lamar. You're talking just quarterbacks or any player? Any player, really. But, I mean, come on. The quarterbacks is where the money's made. It is. <sighs> I know Donald's still amazing. Watt, no, I Watt when healthy, still Watt amazing. Watt when healthy. Micah Parsons. Still, they're all yeah. amazing. But... I mean, I think the, the conversation really right now, if you're having it, should just include Mahomes and Allen. I and agree. then everyone else is kind of like a tier below. I agree, which is why it sets up for those two to have such a incredible rivalry right. in the AFC yeah. for the I next mean, couple of years. We had Brady and Manning for, what, the better part of a decade, if not longer. This is going to be, if not, just as good, if not better. And much like Brady and Manning, it's starting out to be a little one-sided very early, but Mahomes seems to have the number of Mr. Josh Allen when it counts in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens this year. I think it's a collision course between those two teams. I certainly think they're the best be... part is that they will inevitably inevitably play each other every year because they're always going to always going to win the division, and that means they're always going to play each other. And if the one chance that they don't end up at the same spot, it's it's going to coincidentally be the year that the AFC East plays the AFC West, and we're still going to get that matchup. Uh, so many things that they do incredibly well, Mahomes versus Allen, that they do differently. I lean towards Allen kind of being the better of the two right now, though. Mm. And it's the ability that he has to run the ball with force that just, I think, is such a separating factor. It's- I just, I think the hilarious thing is that I think leading up to week three, he had said, yeah, I got to be a lot smarter when I'm running the ball. I can't I can't put my body through that anymore. I need, I, I understand my value now. And then that week, he had arguably his toughest run of the season, trucking like two guys on the way. Yes, yeah, For like I, a seven-yard run. See, as long as he's in his prime, I don't think they're ever going to have a traditional running game because they can talk about it all they want. They can go sign Devin Singletary to take the load off of Josh Allen's plate. But when he's under center, when he's in shotgun, when he's in the huddle, he wants the ball in his hand 24-7. Oh, 100%. He wants to be the guy making the plays. So I think that you'll hear for the next couple of years that same talk in the offseason of we need to get a better running game to support Josh Allen. He can't be you know pinballing all over the field. And then we get to week four, and he's just going to pinball all over the field. Mm-hmm. And 
lead the team in rushing as he does right now, 183 yards on the ground, uh, score a ton of touchdowns. and uh, Because really, if it's third and two and he's in the shotgun and he goes, do I hand this off to Devin Singletary or Zach Moss to get this first down? Or do I just pinball Take my way yeah. off of five <laughs> different defenders and then get three or four yards the hard way? He's going to do it himself every single time. So mm-hmm. I kind of get the sense that we're going to see this like, well, the Bills really need to take the workload off of Josh Allen's plate. And he might say that in public, but privately, I don't think Josh Allen wants that workload taken off his plate. I think he likes using his he legs. Likes, he likes having the ball in his hands. And I think he likes what his ability to run does to the defense in the passing game. I mean, mm-hmm. if they have to worry about him using his legs to beat them, he's the lead, one of the leaders in passing yardage in the league right now. I think he's number two. Like, he's going to torture you through the air then. It's not a pick-your-poison kind of thing. No, it, it's not. Or it is a pick-your-poison kind of thing, excuse me, because you're damned if you stop the run, uh-huh. and you're damned if you spy him and let him just sit in the pocket and Go have ahead, all day throw to the throw. Ball to Stephon, Stephon Diggs, Diggs yeah. is 10 catches for 180 yards. I, I I just think that today in today's NFL, there isn't a prototypical quarterback you could ask for more of than you could from Josh Allen, right? He just brings everything that you want. He brings throwing accuracy, throwing power. And he got so much better at accuracy. Yeah. That's what's so scary. I mean, as as his career has unfolded, not yes. just the last year or this season, but as every year with his career, he's gotten better at it. Which is the one thing people say you can't get better at. Yeah. Like, that was the one, like, oh, if you're not accurate, thing, you're never going to be. That was the be. one thing of him coming out of Wyoming that people were saying, I don't know if this is a really great idea to drop the entire draft Josh was, Allen. He's not accurate, and you don't get accurate in the NFL. <laughs> I got accurate about two years in the NFL. Maybe he was throwing balls through tire swings. I don't know what he was doing, well, but now he can drop that thing probably, out of bucket. Probably also helped to have a receiver like Stephon Diggs come in in his third year. Yeah, that goes back to what I was saying in the first episode, team building. Mm-hmm. They, got yeah, him, they got him a big weapon. They needed The Viking. they noticed there was some disgruntled nature in Minnesota. They're not going to pay Diggs. They're going to draft a, r- a rookie. And they capitalized on that situation to get a franchise-wide receiver that'll be with their franchise quarterback for the next five, six, seven years. And it's going to be one of the best, if not the best, quarterback-wide receiver connection in the NFL, as long as both, as you said, remain healthy. I just think, again, throwing power, throwing accuracy, mobility, and just game awareness. The guy has everything you want in today's modern quarterback, right? The, the quarterbacks of old where just they sit in the pocket, they get rid of the ball, they really can't do much on their feet. Game manager, like Peyton Manning. Like now game manager has such a negative connotation. Was there a better game manager than Peyton Manning? And did you love him? Was that his best attribute? Absolutely. His ability to read a defense and call audibles and make the right play at the line of scrimmage. Well, I think all great quarterbacks are great game managers. Mm-hmm. It's just you get that notion of he's a game manager for the guys like Jimmy G who are smart mm-hmm. but don't have the physical ability. Well, so now I think too, you don't like you don't look at Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and think they're game managers because they're just so quick. No, but they do manage the game incredibly. That's well. true, but you don't you don't call them game managers because no, you call they're them playmakers. Yeah, exactly. They're so spontaneous and they're so not not methodical. Like they the the plays that they call or the plays they, that are drawn up. They can and then, be methodical though. And, That's the thing, right? They're, but the plays that are drawn up and then they can not only audible at the line of scrimmage, but just kind of audible as the play develops and just says. You know, Patrick Mahomes is going to flick the ball to his side with looking the opposite direction, something like that, or 
or Allen with his feet. I'm just going to run around until I see Stefan Diggs is open. I'm going to th- chuck the ball 50 yards. Their spontaneity is really their best attribute, I think. And so as a Steelers pass rush without T.J. Watt, how do you contain that? I don't know. Steelers fans are familiar with the kind of mind meld that a franchise quarterback and franchise wide receiver can have. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see or will you will see in Buffalo against with Diggs and Allen for a long time to come where like how many times did A B and Ben just communicate something to each other? No one else no one else needed yeah. to know it. Just a look. Just a look, a thumbs up, a A B tap on the side of the helmet, something like that. It's the same deal with guys like Diggs and Allen and Mahomes and Kelsey. They they don't need to, you know, check into a different play. They can just look at Kelsey, they can look at Diggs. Ben could look at AB and say, I know you're supposed to run this like nice little tight in right now, but uh, dude, there is no safety over on that side of the field, mm-hmm. and you are going to blow this corner off the line. So why don't you just run as fast as you can, as straight as you can, and I'm going to bomb one down there for you. So they have this like telepathy going with them, and that's where Allen and Diggs are right now. So those two, like you said, one of the best one-two punches in the entire NFL and that's where it really starts when you try to devise a game plan to stop this Bills offense. Take Diggs out of the game, force Josh Allen to utilize some of his other weapons, and honestly, some of his other weapons have been kind of letting him down so far this year. The gap between Diggs's receiving yards oh, and the second leading receiver whoever is Whoever it is, monstrous. I don't even know. Is it Isaiah It's either McKenzie Davis or McKenzie. Or, yeah. So that's something that Dale and Matt brought up on their show on The Drive, that it's kind of baffling. It's McKenzie. It's kind of baffling how they're and then just, it's Singletary is their third leading right. receiver. It's kind of baffling how because I guess Gabe Davis has been hurt, um, hurt and he can't catch the ball. Right. So it's kind of baffling how the Bills have such a simple offense. It's Allen and it's Diggs and it's really nobody else, and yet it still works. It's still so hard to contain because they're both so good at what they do. Kind of like how you mentioned with Antonio Brown and Ben, they were both great when they when. That era, that 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 four-year stretch of Ben and A.B.'s dominance, right? This is kind of what you're seeing with, with uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They're both so good at what they do, and they're both so good at knowing when the ball is coming, where the ball is going to be, that they don't even need to really drop a play. They can just say, hey, we're going to do this, and it's not going to come to you every time, but when it matters, it's going to come to you, and you're going to be able to get the separation, and Allen's going to be able to put it right where it needs to be. So even though... The Bills' offense should be easy to prepare against. Just contain Allen and and do your best to put your best secondary guys on digs. It still somehow slips by all these opposing defenses. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It really is an amazing dynamic that those two have together. And even if your game plan is the greatest game plan ever devised in the world, you're probably not going to have much success stopping the Allen to Diggs connection. But... Cut off the head of that snake, make Allen beat you with some of the other guys, make Allen beat you uh, with his legs. And, you know, some of the other guys, Davis, McKenzie, Crowder's not going to play, I don't think. Kumro's not going to play. Like, 
they are razor thin at wide receiver, and that's a position group that I don't necessarily think they're the deepest at anyway. One guy you gotta watch out for in this game, and if you want to do a little, you know, prop betting on this guy for over under receiving yards, over under half a receiving touchdown, I think it's not the dumbest bet. I think they're going to get Devin Singletary involved in the mm. passing game a lot. He runs the most routes of any running back in the NFL. Well, that makes sense, though. Well, they kind of brought him in to do traditional running for them, and, and that then, hasn't been working, so instead they're just like, screw it, let's get well, him out just, in space. Right, so it makes a lot of sense because they don't run the ball, and they're not just going to have a running back out there with no purpose. No, but Singletary, to me, is their second most important skill position player on the offense right now. Obviously, Gabe Davis was supposed to be that amazing wild card game, great first game of the year. Yeah, this great year, first game, and then just fell off the map. Uh, injuries, can't catch the ball. We'll see if he can catch back up to where he was at at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. But that was supposed to be your number two. I think you know a lot of people in the off season where they were building this roster and putting icing on their cake were saying, you know, it'd be a really sweet cherry is a nice number two wide receiver to go with Stephon Diggs, and the Bills were like, yeah, but you know what? I think Gabe Davis is that, and I don't blame him for thinking that. No, because he had four, four, four touchdowns. Toddies? That's doubling up <laughs> that's, on two toddies. That's, that's no small feat. You no. don't just go out there and in get an four AFC touchdowns. divisional round game and, and the best game that anyone has witnessed in like what the last five years or so. So they probably sat there and they were like, "Yeah, but when the teams take digs away, Davis does just a great job." So and he did. Maybe we save a little money here. We just keep Davis. He's our number two and. That affords us to go get that nice piece on the defensive side of the ball, Mr. Vaughn Miller, to come in Number here because we've 40. got some money to spend. Yeah. But ain't panning out that way. And now you look back in hindsight and you're probably really regretting well, not getting someone a little bit more high profile. Well, you know what that spells, right? I don't know if they have the money to get Odell, but they're going to try. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine Odell would turn that offer down. There's, he has now, he is now a former teammate in Vaughn Miller on that roster and say, hey, Look what you and I did together last year. We both went to the Rams when people were saying, oh, we're Von, both Miller's, done. Von Miller's too old. Odell has no it, connection. It was his fault, not Odell Baker's. blew up the Browns. Look what we did. We both hopped on that train, and we both rode it all the way to a Super Bowl victory. I mean, Odell was going to be the MVP if he didn't get hurt in the Super Bowl. I, I, I agree. I mean, he, if, was, he was unguardable in the early going of that game. It's If he's still in the end, if he plays the rest of that game, that touchdown pass to Cooper Cup probably goes to Odell back. He was game. unguardable. So... I can't imagine Odell would look at Buffalo clearly as the best team and clearly in need of another guy, right? Like the Rams were in need of it's Odell. It's the same because, exact thing as exactly, last year. Exactly, because the Rams lost Robert Woods and it was just Cooper Cup and they couldn't survive with Van Jefferson and whoever else was playing receiver on that team. Now, I think, I mean, there's no question, right? The, the Bills this year are a better team than the Rams were last year. It's just the Bills got knocked out in the, in the second round of the playoffs. The Rams didn't even have to worry about it. I'm not, like, it's not, it's not outlandish to say, it is, and this isn't the first time it ever happened, that the, the best team from that season didn't win the Super Bowl. It's no knock on the Rams. It's just the best team didn't win it. And this the, year— The two best teams from the AFC didn't even make it. Because I think right. the Bengals were like three or maybe even four. Like four yeah. behind the Rams. I just cannot see Odell being so close-minded to money when he's already made so much in his career and just saying, no, I'd rather go p- play for whoever because they offer me more money. 
That's the interesting part of this because he's got his ring now, right? So the ring so chasing not, thing's not a maybe thing he's anymore. Not chasing rings. Or maybe it is, and maybe that is. Maybe he only wants to play. Maybe with that's teams. his yeah. drive. Like maybe he is driven by being a winner. And the the key variables in the where am I going to sign formula for Odell are: Are you contending for a Super Bowl? And do you have a stud at quarterback? Well, check and check in Buffalo. Uh, you double check with I mean with double double check. permanent sharpie check. Yeah, those things. because. Right now, you consider them probably the best team in football. I know Philly is the only unbeaten team, but you consider Buffalo to be a better all team. All around, yeah, yeah, I think so. And then Josh Allen, as we said to start this episode, he's top two in the league, if not number one over Patrick Mahomes right now, regardless of position, just players in the NFL. So, I, I maybe if it is if it is that 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 Super Bowl drive that that gets him to playing again. You can't say there's a better option for him than than Buffalo. Like maybe, maybe Green Bay, because I think in Kansas City they're doing just fine without Tyreek Hill. Kansas City's not going to bring him in. I think Green Bay is the is the second best option for him because if you if you finally give or, or the Rams, the Rams just could bring just, him back just because our offense isn't doing anything right. right now. Yeah, I mean it's Cup and Stafford and that's it. Stafford doesn't trust anybody but Cup. He throws no. it to him like eighty thousand times a game. No, uh, Allen Robinson, who he a does lot not of, trust him. No, not at all. No. A lot of people were saying great pickup, just right where you left off with Odell. No holes there on offense. Yeah, right where you left off. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's no, like, that's what the narrative was for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's and, and now, and now it's just as you said. I mean, Cam Akers, right? He returned at the end of the season uh, in the playoffs, right? Because he went down, I think, like week one or week two. Everyone's saying great. Cam Akers is fully rehabilitated, had the whole offseason, had all of training camp to get right, and... They don't use him. I don't even, like, I don't know what he's done all year. He's their backup running back. I mean, they don't use him. I don't even know. So, he's been so bad that Daryl Henderson has now become their starter? I don't even know if he's been that bad. It's just, like, from week one, Daryl Henderson's gotten yeah, more, I guess more so. of the spin. Um, but so back, maybe, back to the Bills, yeah. though. You know, they need help offensively other than Diggs and Allen. But that being said, they could make the Super Bowl with it just being absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like maybe Gabe Davis really was just a fluke, but that doesn't mean that in the next time that the Chiefs and Bills go up against each other in the playoffs and say they don't make that splash to go get Odell, and it's just Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis and Devin Singletary and a healthy return to the line of Dawson Knox, Josh Allen can get four touchdowns to anyone. Right, mm-hmm. you you thought at the time, wow, Gabe Davis really is going to be an emerging star next year, really going to round out that offense really well. But now this year it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie, exactly, for, like... or it's Devin Singletary, or it's Dawson Knox. You just don't know. Josh Allen is that good; he can put the ball wherever he wants. He can he can make a star out of everyone. Jerry Dulac always says he's an elevator. He elevates yes, the talent. Jerry Dulac him. always says he never understood the the. The point, unless it was for Antonio Brown, of going out and signing that big wide receiver to a, a big contract because it's never the wide receiver who elevates the quarterback. It's always the quarterback who elevates the wide receiver. And that's exactly what Josh Allen does. And that's exactly what he did with Gabe Davis last year in that divisional round playoff game against the Chiefs. And he could do it just as easily again this year with Gabe Davis or anyone else on that team. 
The Packers are trying to prove that Jerry Dulac case study this year by walking away from the high-priced wide receiver and doubling down with giving him a raise on their high-priced quarterback to uh, elevate the talent around him. And it's working so far. It is, and Josh Allen's the same way. He's an elevator. He's going to make guys around him better than they are. Their, Their ceilings are going to get a little bit higher because you have number 17 throwing you the football. Offensive line-wise for the Bills, kind of wrap up there. Not the best unit, to be honest with you. They only surrender two sacks per game, which is pretty damn good. It's like right in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling, and and Matt Williamson likes to say this all the time, sacks are just as much as a quarterback stat as they are an offensive line stat. Whereas quarterback holds on to the ball for too long, Joe Burrow is the one that comes to mind. Maybe, you know, three or four of the sack of the seven sacks in the game are kind of on the quarterback more than they are on the offensive line. I mean, those dudes can only block those animals for so long. So I wonder if it's like that in Buffalo, but kind of working on the other side of things. Where yeah, I can see that. They're not that great at an offensive line, but Allen never goes down. Right. So they don't, don't give up that many sacks. You don't really see or hear the Bills' offensive line is so bad. It's so terrible. If you look at a box score, you'd think great offensive line. If you watch the game, you'd realize Josh Allen just stiff arms everybody to the <laughs> ground that comes close to tackling him. It. It goes back to that point we talked about earlier to start this episode, how Josh Allen said one week, yeah, I really need to protect myself better. I I know my value to this team. And it's kind of not really up to him because that that pocket collapse, and that's why you see him make those runs is because that offensive line isn't great, but you don't see the offensive line on a stat sheet really get that much discredit because of how good Josh Allen is at escaping a collapsed pocket and turning a collapsed pocket into positive yards. I don't think that the Steelers are going to win this game. And we'll make our official predictions, of course, in the end of our last episode that we do today, Fireside Friday. But I am starting to feel more and more confident that they're going to at least cover the spread. I mean, the Bills' offense hasn't exactly been a world-beater of late. I think mainly because of the injuries to the receivers, who aren't good enough anyway, and the injuries to their offensive line, which isn't necessarily good enough anyway. And they're just going to rely on the Diggs and Allen show a lot. So I kind of like their one-dimensional nature as far as how they attack in the passing game. I do worry about the injuries in the secondary for the Steelers. I think Mm. that the Bills will look to exploit that heavily in this game. Mm. And I also just straight up worry that, you know, the Bills might look at the Steelers' defense and they might say, hey, we don't run the ball at all traditionally, but they don't stop the run at all. So we might as well try to give a couple handoffs off tackle to Devin Singletary, Singletary, see if he can break one out. Maybe Zach Moss gets a couple runs going. And then then number 17, like one of the four horsemen of death, just starts galloping down the field. And I I, I I really do wonder if they're going to say, you know what, we could throw on these guys, and we love to throw, but let's run early and see if we have some great success doing that. You know, they are on that side of the ball with the Steelers defense. They've been spending weeks. We got to fix this run defense. We got to get better at stopping the run. Let's test them out. Let's see if they are getting better. And, well, well, they aren't, but let's see if they got better in practice leading up to this week. Yeah. I think it's a totally different conversation, of course, if TJ Watt is playing, but because he's not, I think that opens up the opportunity for the Bills to really use that. And, And even though they don't typically do it, I think you kind of saw it uh, when they faced off against the Rams. Devin Singletary had a not like a huge game, 100 yards on the ground and 50 yards receiving, but had a solid day because I think they 
they being the Bills, saw the Rams pass rush, or run defense rather, and said this really isn't the run defense that we we heard so much about last year. Right now, yeah. it's, a, it's a little different. It's a little softer. And I think the Bills can do the exact same thing for the Steelers where, oh, T.J. Watt's not there to kind of wrap things up. Cam Hayward isn't playing his best season. Make us banged up. Not only that, but, I mean, just up front, like, they're they're already having switch. They're already making switches between Montrevious Adams and Tyson Alou. By the way, Alou Alou played more snaps than Adams on Sunday. On Sunday, like so, is that that is just a in name only switch? If Alou is going to play more, he's the starter. He's a starter. It's just there. There's there's a clear access of attack for the Bills. Uh, against the Steelers' run defense, it's just will they? Every will team, they use it. Will every team has it? a clear, yeah. a, a clear, right. you know, flashing at the you in big is, neon letters. This is how you beat this defense. The, every team sees that. The problem is the Bills just shy away from the run so often and so much, and that it might hurt them honestly right, in right. this game. You know, maybe that's what the Steelers hope. It's such a weird thing for me to say this because they're so good at everything, but maybe in a weird way the Steelers should hope that they run, they try to pass the ball a lot early in this game, and maybe Allen's having an off day. <laughs> that's that's a huge wishful thing. Well, especially right after coming off of two back-to-back kind of off days right. for him. And now he's playing at home for the first time in three weeks. It don't bode well for your Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, but I do think they cover that spread. We'll get into that more when we make our predictions in the next episode. Subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. The godfather of Pittsburgh sports is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Savern on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. You know what time of week it is. It's Fireside Friday coming up next. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. Look around the entire NFL on the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.